0: They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the essential for women multivitamin and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that, like, not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So, although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool and you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today.
1: Welcome to Birth Naturally, I'm Kaylee and I'm Kate and we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today I am chatting with Joanna. Joanna has three babies, one on the way. Um, Her first two births were medicated hospital births and then her third ended up being a Natural hospital birth, and so you have to hear um, how she got th- to that decision. I always find it interesting because my journey was similar with two hospital births you know with an epidural and then a third home birth. So I always find it interesting to hear how people kind of make that decision. so yeah, listen to hear how um you know what changed her mind. Um, <laughs> Joanna actually sent an email after after we chatted and I just have to read it real quick so she says I I forgot to mention I know it's late but she figured that we'd get a kick out of it when the doctor that delivered my last baby came to see me the day after delivery he said you were my first vaginal delivery outside of residency (laughs) and then she writes um what uh yeah I just thought that was wild (laughs) And then she also says He also left like a foot of cord And a huge scissor clamp thing Attached to my baby I didn't notice until our golden hour Was done it was hilarious (laughs) Oh my gosh it's so funny Yeah I love to hear stories like that It just made me laugh And how Was that his first vaginal delivery I don't even understand Okay, anyway, let's get into it, and if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, we would really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book, and then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it. Um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth, like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Birth Naturally, and I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome, Joanna. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah, why don't you start by telling me a little about you and your family?
1: Sure. Well, my name's Joanna and um, me and my husband live in Southeast Georgia here in the United States. And um, we've been married for almost 11 years now. And we're just, you know, living life in this crazy world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So when did you guys decide that, you know, it was time to start trying for a baby?
1: um we well like I said we've been married for almost 11 years and I think when we first got married we're like okay we'll give it you know two years and then we'll start trying and then two years came and it's like well let's just wait a little bit longer Mm -hmm. I was 20 when we got married and he was 22 so we were pretty young anyway um and then finally I think I got ready and then um he was still kind of a little bit apprehensive and then One day I was holding one of our friend's babies and he, like when we got home at night, he's like, okay, I think we're ready.
0: Oh, (laughs) that changed his mind. (laughs) That's all it took.
1: (laughs) Exactly. This precious little chunky baby. Oh, that's cute. So he was like, I think we're ready. So we started trying um, February 2017 and we conceived the first month. So Mm -hmm. that was really awesome because I know some people don't have it that way. Um, so we were pretty excited and so was my family because for some reason they thought we couldn't have children because we had waited for five years. <laughs> <to help us>. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we found out that uh, she was a little girl and we were just really excited. It was that special first baby, you know, mm-hmm. life. So Yeah,
0: that's so true.
1: First off, how did
0: your pregnancies go?
1: All of them have been pretty the textbook, I feel like they were mm-hmm. pretty normal, no complications, um, a little bit of nausea with every single one of them. I had a little bit, but it wasn't really that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one was a little bit worse just because I didn't realize it at the time, but my gallbladder was going bad. So I, I was, know. yeah, I was the sickest with her, but I really think it was the gallbladder. I don't think it was the actual pregnancy, but most of my symptoms I'm like, oh, this pregnancy is just really getting to me but it wasn't bad I don't
0: think oh man um so with your first two did you ever kind of give a thought about you know what you wanted your birth to look like and you know what your ideal birth was or were you kind of just like okay we go to the hospital we get the epidural and that's just kind of what we're going to do
1: Yeah, well, um, I actually wanted a natural birth from the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I think I was extremely naive. (laughs) I know I was extremely naive because I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go in and I want to have a natural birth. Like I and I didn't I did very little research. Like I read Mm -hmm. one book. I can't even remember remember what it was called, Uh, but it was basically everything about birth. But it like went into all the options, like how to cope with it naturally, but also if you need an epidural or induction or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I, my husband and I took the hospital, like birth class and everything. So I was wanting to do naturally, but when it came time to it, I was desperately unprepared to handle it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's very
0: easy to say, oh, I'd like to do it. But but I don't I just don't think that a lot of, you know, first or even second time moms know that you have to put in the work and do the research. You know, (laughs) like, it's not something that someone tells you that you have to do. You think, okay, my body is supposed to do this. And that's that.
1: That's just how it's gonna go. Yeah, I was definitely unprepared for how it was going to feel. And Mm -hmm. I was seeing an OB. And I mean, they were great at the time. But and I had told them I wanted natural birth, but it was nothing. They didn't tell me to do anything mm-hmm. to prepare myself, really. They are right. just like, oh, okay, that's great, you know? So, yeah.
0: That that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that okay. is the, yeah, that is the, the thing about, like, certain um, OBs is that they don't really, you know, they don't have, well, they don't have time to educate every exactly. mom that comes in. so you know, they just, their job is just to get the baby out, like, exactly. Healthy. To catch. That's
1: what I tell people. It's like, the doctor's there to make sure your pregnancy is healthy and to catch right. the baby. Like, they don't, exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. That's, and you know, as long as you know what you're getting yourself into, I guess. Exactly. So, yeah. So, okay. Then did your, how did your births go? I mean, did you kind of wait to get the epidural um, or were you kind of just like, all right, you know what? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Just to
0: get this over with <laughs>
1: exactly with my first I was I went early with my first one I was I want to say when I first started feeling like labor pains I was like 38 in five 38 mm-hmm. or four days somewhere right in that eight, uh, range and it just felt like it was taking forever and i with every single one of my births my response is to puke <laughs> like oh after. gosh yeah and it starts in early labor and so i'll have a contraction and then i'll have to throw up and it was like it happened i think on a thursday it started and then by friday we were trying to like do everything we could my husband works from home thankfully and he owns his own business so he was able to take that friday off and we were able to go walking and you know, get breakfast and try to do whatever we could. And then by that afternoon, I hadn't kept anything down. So we went to the hospital mm-hmm. and then they sent me home. Oh <laughs> gosh. And then, but they mm-hmm. gave me like fluids and like, I guess a little bit of pain medicine to help me. Cause I had been having contractions for a couple of days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We went back to the hospital on Saturday afternoon, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then um I was almost there so this was of course pre-covid so they let me walk the hallways and kind of try to get myself more dilated before they admitted me I'm done with this like I need an epidural <laughs> like, <laughs> please like as soon as possible I was only yeah. like a four, but so <laughs> yeah. I was like done after those few days <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I mean Especially like the throwing up. I mean, that just it takes a toll on your body when you're already like in pain from having contractions.
1: And I didn't expect it, and so I'm just like, "What is wrong? Like, why do I?
0: <laughs> why yeah. am I
1: throwing up?" And the nurses are like, "Oh, you know, it's you know, this is just what happens." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I can't Ugh, this but, is awful." <laughs> yeah. Even with so after they, I had this. Oh, I might- after they gave me the epidural it would like I wouldn't be in pain anymore and that definitely is not the case yeah <laughs> and it's it numbed kind of like it. It, yeah it numbed like half my body but the other half was still feeling basically everything and at this point they had given me pitocin to help speed things along
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which I now know is completely unnecessary but you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. they were really painful and it was, I was feeling it on half, but I was miserable and I felt like I felt everything,
0: but worse. And
1: so, I mean, even that being said, it still wasn't that bad. Um, Mm -hmm. with her, like, I can't remember how long I was at the hospital laboring. I was in the bed most of the time, obviously, since I had the epidural right away. And, um, but she was the only one that my water broke naturally mid labor. Um, I can't remember how like dilated I was, but I remember being like half asleep, half awake and just feeling this crazy balloon popping sensation in my stomach. And I like jumped up as much as I could, like, what did that-?
0: <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> it really is a weird sensation. <laughs> yes.
1: It was crazy but yeah I think I labored for a little bit longer after that and then I started feeling that fetal ejection reflex and I'm Mm -hmm. like I think I think the baby's coming like I think this is happening and um the nurse was like okay give me just like a practice push just to see and then I started pushing, and she's like okay why away, stop she's like I'm gonna call your doctor like (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah she's like okay this baby's actually coming out
1: yeah (laughs) and Tell you, like it took the doctor like 15 minutes to get there. Oh no, but those 15 minutes were probably the worst because I was fighting that reflex and Mm -hmm. I was like shaking and trying so hard to hold the baby in.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awful!
1: Yeah, it was, it was probably the worst part just because it's so relieving to push, but trying to fight against those pushes are just, it's just, oh, it was crazy. But once she finally got there, I pushed for like 15 minutes and the baby was out. Like she was just ready to come out and meet the world. Yeah. That's
0: not bad, especially for your first. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was very thankful for that. I was like, okay, like she's here. I didn't care or anything. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. It was, all of my births have been good. You know, there's never been anything like traumatic or upsetting, really, of -hmm. course, painful and annoying sometimes, but They've all been really good. But like five minutes after I had her, you know, they put, put her on my chest. The hospital that I gave birth in lets you do like the golden hour and um everything like that. So they put her on my chest and I was like, my husband always talks about this because I turned to him and I was like, Can, OK, like I'm ready to have another one. Like five minutes after she was out, I was like ready to go again. And he's like, you are crazy. Like you just didn't see what I just thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, I need some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you please just slow down a little bit? <laughs> oh my gosh. So when did you guys decide to, you know, start trying again? And, um the
1: my our oldest Elise, she was probably, let's see, she was born in November. And I think by the time um she was maybe 15 months, maybe uh maybe like 13 to 15 months. We decided Mm -hmm. to start trying again because we wanted them about two years apart is what we were planning. So we started trying, I think January of 2019 and we were pregnant by March. So it happened pretty quick again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was awesome, but it was really hard. I think having them so close, it was just like, once it got to the end of my pregnancy, I'm like, this is really difficult. Like trying to be Pregnant and also give a bath to a little, like a toddler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like, I'm exhausted.
0: It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The first time around your pregnancy, you can just like nap and do whatever you want,
1: whenever you want. Yes. Yes. I was, I was working with her, but it wasn't that bad. Like I could come home and, you know, you don't have the other people to take care of. So it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. if I need a nap, I'm going to nap. If I need, this or that, I don't have to try to feed a child and, you know, myself and mm-hmm. everything.
0: So but yeah. the second
1: baby is definitely different.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so your pregnancy kind of went similar to your first, but you said some, something about your gallbladder.
1: Yes. My gallbladder was going bad the whole time. And when I hit 28 weeks with um, baby number two, we found out she, we were having another girl and to preface this, I wanted all boys before we even started having kids. Like I didn't want any girls. Like, <laughs> was, like I grew up with my nieces and na- nephews basically. And my nephews were the best. And I'm like, I just want all boys. Like I don't want to miss any of this girl nonsense. So, but now we're working on, you know, at this point <laughs> of my story, girl number two.
0: <laughs> That's
1: cute. And so, um, Uh, everything was going fairly normal in pregnancy, except for, like I said, I was more sick. Like I was throwing up more often and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then by the time I hit 28 weeks, my husband and I were at home, you know, watching TV. I think my daughter was already in bed and I started feeling like upper back pain, like just like little twinges and stuff. And I kept trying to work it out and I have scoliosis pretty bad. So I figured it was just like normal back pain, you know? And, um, so I'm like, what is happening? So I'm trying to stretch and we watch TV for a little bit longer. I'm like, I'm going to go lay down. I don't know what's going on. And I lay down and it's still not going away. And it's like, not super painful, but it's not going away. Like I can't rest mm-hmm. at all with it going on. Cause it's just like a constant, like pain. And I get up, I try to stretch it out. Like I'm doing all these things to make it stop. And then I start like, feeling feverish, and then I start throwing up, and it's, like, constant, like, every three minutes, like, having to run back to the bathroom, oh, man, and I was so stubborn, I suffered all night long, like, I was, like, cold sweats, like, fever, throwing up, like, I was just being extremely stubborn, and by the next morning, I'm, like, okay, like, we, I guess, like, we need to go to the hospital, because I don't know what's happening, I think, that yeah, I'm like, so, we got to the hospital and they told me my gallbladder was infected and that they needed to take it out. And I was freaking out because like I said, I'm 28 weeks
0: pregnant. Like, oh my gosh, that's so scary.
1: It was probably the scariest time of my life. Like me and my husband both still talk about it as, and cause I had never had surgery before. The only hospital I'd had stay I had had was when I had my first daughter. And so I'm like completely freaking out. And of course they run through all the options of what could go wrong. And you're just, it was the scariest time of my life. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I can't imagine. But, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. But um, they ended up doing the surgery. It was really quick. They were able to do it laparoscopically, So I didn't have to get like a huge incision or anything. Mm-hmm. I woke up and the baby was fine. I was fine. And they monitored me for a few days and then I went home and everything was fine after that. <laughs>
0: you felt so much better
1: yes I felt better yeah the recovery wasn't that bad thank goodness but yeah. you would have you would think that it would be bad because you have to yeah. be moving inside you like while your insides are trying to heal <laughs> you would right think that it would be worse but it wasn't that bad um oh, I' spent that easy of course for a few days and I think the hospital kept me for like one or two days longer because they knew I had a toddler at home mm-hmm. and it's like okay you might need a couple more days of rest here before you <laughs>
0: Yeah, because you're not gonna be doing much resting at home.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Not that you get much rest in the hospital, mind
0: you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true.
1: <laughs> but I'm not bending and picking up and cleaning and you know, cooking and things. So
0: Right. right. Um,
1: it ended up working out fine. And um that was yeah, 28 weeks and she was due the first of December. And then she um I went into labor, I think on the first. And um gave birth on the second, and it went about the same. I think I don't think I was in as early labor as long, but I still had that puking thing happening. We went to the hospital, and I wasn't far enough along, and so I got sent back home.
0: Oh no, again,
1: yeah, again. I know. I'm like, okay, I'm a second time mom. I should know when it's time to go, but I
0: still like, no. I always did that too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jumping the gun. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, so. Okay, so you have those two births under your belt and then you decide to start trying another time. Were you like, were you feeling that same way? Like, okay, I want to have another baby immediately.
1: Well, my second baby was nine pounds, 10 ounces. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she was a big girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't as ready to jump back on the horse.
0: (laughs) You're like, I need some time after that one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like
1: okay I need a minute um but we actually the older my baby got I was like you know maybe like I'm just happy with two kids <laughs> like maybe this mm-hmm. is enough and then lo and behold like right after she turned one I found out that I was pregnant which was a complete surprise oh wow uh, well it wasn't a complete surprise but it was a surprise <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so um Yeah, that was exciting. And by this time, I had had several friends who have had had done home births. Mm -hmm. uh, At this point, the one of my best friends had a baby like a week before I had my second one, and she did a home birth, which was her second birth. And her first one was a hospital birth that didn't go any way that she wanted it to go. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, I really want this natural birth, and I want to do this. So that's when I started listening to like. Podcasts like I found you guys, and I can't even remember all the different birth podcasts I had listened to. And I read Ina May's book, and I just reached out to everybody like, okay, I need you all to just flood me with resources that I can prepare myself for this so I can actually make it
0: through this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need all the support. Well, luckily, yeah, you d- you did have friends at that point who had been through it because that's like so helpful.
1: It really is. Because before with my first one, you know, most of the people I knew or I was close with, you know, they had hospital births, you know, textbook, you know, epidural, everything like that. And so I really just wanted, and then I had these friends that had these beautiful birth stories and I wasn't, I'm not, I'm still not ready to do like home birth type situation. My husband's definitely more uncomfortable with that. And so the hospital is fine with me, but it's like, I really just want to be able to do it without these interventions. I just, it was mm-hmm. something that I just really, really wanted. And um, so I definitely took a lot of time. I listened to podcasts all the time, like in the car, doing dishes, any spare moment I had to like listen to it. I would.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I I've been there for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cause it's like, I need to come up with Ways to just deal with this, but you know, knowing that I can do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I felt much, much more ready by the time, um by the time my third girl was ready to be born.
0: Oh, three girls! <laughs> <laughs> yep. wow. After running all boys, and <laughs> after running all
1: boys, and they've definitely changed my heart. My goodness, they're. The best you know I'm so thankful for them they're exactly what I needed
0: right right yeah (laughs) but I I always wanted all girls and um (laughs) I got my third was a boy and I am like obsessed with him so yeah (laughs) so yeah I mean any any baby is is yeah what you need (laughs) at that time yeah oh yeah
1: definitely (laughs) so special and so sweet
0: Mhm. So, so <laughs> yeah, oh, well, definitely crazy. <laughs> They're all crazy in their own ways. Yeah. So how are you feeling as you approach your due date with baby number 3? Were you feeling, you know, anxious at all after making this decision that, you know, you're going to do it naturally this time?
1: Um, I was a little bit just because I I've seen OBs the whole time, uh, mostly because we ha- we did have a midwife group where we were living before. Um, but I had never gone to them. I don't know why, because I knew they took my insurance. I don't know why I I never Mm -hmm. did
0: it. Sometimes it's just easy to stick with the same, you know. Yeah,
1: but but what's also really funny is I had different OBs for every single one of (laughs) them. That's (laughs) funny. Yes, it's just like, because, you know, one, I had to move because of insurance reasons. The other Mm -hmm. one, after after I gave birth to my second baby, she like left I don't know if she moved and then I started with this other one and I saw her throughout my third pregnancy and then a few weeks before I gave birth and it was constantly like okay this is what I want um my third OB was really good because she didn't mention like induction and I would bring my concerns to her like what if this happens and blah, blah blah and she's like you know what you've had two other kids like she would say you've proven your pelvis like you can do this like mm-hmm.
0: That is true, though. Stuff
1: like that, yeah, and it's very true. She was very, very good and very encouraging for having a natural birth, um, for sure. But then, um, I want to say like I was five weeks from my due date, and unfortunately, she came to me saying that um, she she had had cancer before and it came back. I guess, and so she, I know it was heartbreaking, and so (sighs) she's she was taking leave. Basically three weeks right around my due date, so no matter what, like she Oh my like,
0: gosh! <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Ugh, so, that's that's, uh, that's terrible timing.
1: Yes, it was at like, like oh, okay, like I felt it was such a mixed feelings because I felt for mm-hmm. her,
0: also, of course, but yeah. I also
1: for myself, I was like, oh man, like, like you, I've been with you, you've been with me this whole journey, you know? Right,
0: starting <laughs> over three weeks out again, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, especially so,
0: after you have a good relationship with
1: exactly with her, you know yeah exactly so I got really anxious again right around that point
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then um so I just continued to just prepare as much as I could I bounced on my ball and did all the things to try to just soothe myself and you know realize that this was how it's supposed to be and I could do this kind of thing giving myself pep talks every day
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) you gotta do what you gotta do exactly so okay so when did you you know realize that it was time and did you go to the hospital too early again
1: (laughs) no thankfully I did not this time I was so (laughs) thankful for that um so Uh, I think on Wednesday I had a doctor's appointment, and um, that was the day that I met the doctor that would be delivering my baby. And um, he, and it was the first time I had a a male doctor do that too, which was new for me.
0: And Mm -hmm.
1: um, so I met him, and he was very, very nice. Um, He actually worked with midwives; he trained with them for like a year or two um, while he he was in residency or in school. So I was like, oh, you know, that good you know like I'm glad that he at least had that background (laughs) right and so I was like okay this is gonna work and so that was Thursday they checked me because I've always done the cervical checks I don't know why this time I'm pregnant with my fourth by the way but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But tell them no because now I know my body does not do anything before it's like time to go Mm -hmm. so they checked me and my cervix was still high and closed and All that nonsense, and so he's like, "It'll probably be, you know, a while before you go." And this was like a couple days before my due date, I think. And um, I was like, "Okay." And so that was Wednesday, and I went home. And that night, I was trying to rest, and my I felt started contractions started happening while I was laying in bed. And this had happened like a week before, where they had started, and I just kind of tried to sleep, and they stopped, of course. But this time I'm like, no, these are contractions. I'm getting out of this bed, <laughs> like trying to keep them going. So I went to the living room and I bounced on my ball and I sat up straight on the couch and watched TV and was timing them. And they were coming pretty consistently and they were getting stronger and stronger. My husband's still sleeping at this time. And then um, <laughs> I can't remember what time in the morning it was. It was like four or five. My husband finally comes out and he's like, contractions are like four or five minutes apart and he like completely freaked out <laughs> <He's> like what <laughs> like they're that close like you need to we need to call my mom we need to call your mom <laughs> and, like, and like where we lived at the time we were probably like 20 minutes away from the hospital but if you hit traffic the wrong time of morning it could be like one to two hours you know going oh going yeah so he had that in the back of his mind and i'm just sitting there like happy as me (laughs) working through my contractions and then so we called his mom and she lived like an hour away from us and she was coming to watch our kid our other two kids um and so she got there and i think i took a shower and stuff and got ready to go and by the time we were leaving i was starting to feel like that shaky like Okay, these are getting a little bit harder to work through, kind of thing. So we drove into a uh, town and we got a smoothie, and that was the first time. I don't know why I always want a smoothie before, like while I'm in labor. It just happens every time. I feel like so we got a <laughs> we got a smoothie, and then I had a contraction immediately, like threw everything up. And oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, this is great. And it was before eight still, it was still like, it's probably like seven o'clock in the morning. And um, we were kind of waiting for our doctor's office to open up to see if we could just go straight to them and they take us to labor and delivery instead of going through the emergency room. Because that was always the worst part for me with my other labors was having to wait in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And this was 221. So COVID was still kind of a thing, like, you know, they had a lot more COVID. And so it was just like, I. So well, that's the last place I want to be right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up walking around the hospital parking lot for probably good 45 minutes. And while we were walking, my contractions were coming like every two minutes, every one to two minutes. While we were walking and I would have to stop and play and everything like that. And finally, eight o'clock came around and the doctor's office wouldn't take us in. So we had to go through the ER anyway. So by the time I got in there, they checked me, they could tell that my contractions are strong. I was still only like a three to four. And so I thought when she checked me, I'm like, they're going to make me go back home or they're not going to take me. Cause I think in my past birth, they have, you have to be like four centimeters or more mm-hmm. before they'll admit you. But I think mm-hmm. she could tell I was really in like active, more active labor. So she's like, okay, we'll go ahead and get you in a room and so they got us set up finally my mom came because they live about four at four hours away Um, uh, so my mom finally got there and I we get to the room and I'm like okay like I really want like the bouncy ball like I want all the things <laughs> to help me deal with it <laughs> and then of course I just end up laboring in bed like the whole time like I think I sat sat on <laughs> the ball for like a minute and I'm like no this is uncomfortable and um then I got in the bed and I would kind of sleep in between contractions. Like I would sit up. I was like hugging a pillow for a while, and just working through them, breathing. I did the horse breath a lot. I don't know if you if you guys have heard of that before, but it's where you like blow out the, with your lips closed, and it kind of they oh yeah, like mm-hmm. the horse noise. <laughs> <laughs> I did that a lot. Like that really helped because relaxing my mouth like helped relax everything else. Mm-hmm. And I was also mm-hmm. using a lot of, like, the groaning or, like, deep noises, too, whenever I would breathe through contractions. Um, the nurses I had were amazing because they had been, um, one of them had done, like, worked in a midwifery group. So she was used to, like, natural labors and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to live out my birth plan. Like, they're like, okay, we'll do, like, intermittent monitoring. We'll do this and that to help you through this. So they were really instrumental, I believe in, um, helping me through everything. Yeah, they were really great. So that's, we, I labored like that for a while. And then, um, the nurse noticed that I was laying in bed for a long time and she's like, okay, we have to get you, like, we have to do something, you know, to help you along here. Peanut ball. I was laying on my side, and she put it in between my legs, <clears throat> and I labored like that. And then by this time, it's like one in the afternoon, I think. And the last time they had checked me right before they gave me the peanut ball, I was like a five, five centimeters dilated. And I'm like, okay, like, been all along. Like, I feel like it's been a few hours, and you know, and I only went like a centimeter or two, you know, which is kind of discouraging, you know. Which is why another reason <laughs> the checks do not help you that good, that, no. that much. <laughs> but um like okay so she gave me the peanut ball in between my legs and I'm laying there and I'm totally in like that labor land and I remember mom she's like okay if you're a five like we're gonna go get a hotel for her and my dad and then we'll come right back and it's like okay so I'm laying there and I'm like sleeping and I'll wake up to a contraction and like it felt like they were just one right after another right after another and um I forgot to say this earlier, but I think the thing I was most nervous about for um, natural birth was transition, of course, because Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the most intense. And yeah, (laughs) you know, it's, I've heard that's when you think you can't do it anymore. And, you know, that's when you're most likely to try to ask for it. But by then, of course, it's too too late. But, um, but I'm laying there and I'm like, these are coming I'm like, after another, but I'm coping with them. Well, like I never had the thought like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Or I need this to stop. But it was just like constant. I felt like, and even my husband, he was doing like counter pressure on my back and he's like, man, you're having another one
0: <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yes, I'm having another one. And, um, I'm laying there and kind of half asleep, sleep half awake and I start feeling that ejection reflex again and in my brain I'm like it has to have only been a few minutes and that I was a five just a few minutes ago you know
0: yeah and
1: I'm like there's no way like please call the nurse and like the nurses that were watching me went to another room because there was a lady that was ready to push kind of thing. And so we called the lady in triage, and she comes up and she checks me, and she's like, "Yeah, she's like, you're ready to go. Like your bag is bulging. Like we need to get <laughs> doctor here." Oh my here. gosh! And I was in complete shock. I was like, "No, like there's no way that it could be." It had probably been an hour, of course, since they had checked me last, but still, I felt like there was absolutely no way that I could be that it was almost time kind of, for her to be here. You know?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. It
1: was insane and so um they're like rushing around getting everything together the doctor's getting there and um he comes in and I'm still like in shock like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening and he broke my water because like I said it was like bulging and I pushed again for like 10 15 minutes I felt that reflex and they were having me do like the guided pushing where like they tried to do get me to do like three or four pushes every mm-hmm. contraction kind of thing. And she came right out after I, like 10, 15 minutes, you know, a few pushes and I was still, I could not believe it was time for her to be there. Like they put her on my chest and I'm like, tears are coming down my eyes and it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Like I was so nervous for transition and everything like that, but it ended up being so fast, you know, like,
0: yeah. I mean, how was that hour though? I mean, because that's a lot that's, that's a, a lot to a lot. happen yeah. in an hour um and and you said your contractions were like one after the other I think I mean just being yeah. so condensed like that like it must have been pretty crazy
1: I mean what's interesting is I was so in that zone that I don't even I, I don't even realize I didn't even realize like what was happening like I yeah. didn't realize how like intense it was. Right. Just because I was waking up, having the contraction kind of going like back to sleep or just totally in my head, like relaxing as much as I could. And I don't know, it was, it just went by so quickly. Wow. That's was so, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I'm hoping that it goes that way again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've clearly, you know, put in the work, done your research. And, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, so I mean, I have no doubt about it that it's gonna be a nice, uh, easy one. So are you going w- w- with the same hospital this time?
1: No, we actually moved since our last one, um, okay. unfortunately. I've heard really good things about the hospital that we live close to now. Um, I'm going to a different OB's office. It's much larger, which I'm kind of nervous about. Like it's a lot busier. There's a couple of doctors that go there, but there's really not many options out where I live now.
0: Uh, um, okay
1: yeah if I if I still lived in our old place I probably would have tried to do uh, the midwife group just because m- the doctor that delivered my last daughter she's not working anymore right so right. <laughs> oh, God. I guess she didn't even deliver uh, but yeah so but moving out here there's not I tried to find one or look for recommendations like come on guys like somebody yeah there has (laughs) to be someone (laughs) yeah and so I um, chose this one and what's interesting I haven't even met the actual doctor yet I met well I met one of the doctors that was newer there and then but the actual doctor that I heard the good reviews about I haven't even met him yet I guess I meet him next
0: appointment but Mm. how far along are you
1: I'm like 28 29 weeks
0: okay yeah finally
1: finally getting a boy (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh are you at all yes finally congratulations yeah. that's so exciting
1: yeah, yeah we're super
0: excited nice so oh, you. do you plan on doing anything differently this time around
1: probably not honestly mm-hmm. um it worked out so well last time I'll probably yeah. still have my birth plan with me um but it's frustrating to me and I've ranted about this to my friends but uh, okay. So my middle baby, she was nine pounds, 10 ounces. And as soon mm-hmm. as I tell a doctor that they're like, Oh, you've had big babies. Like we should probably induce you at like 39 weeks.
0: <laughs> and it's
1: like one, like she went, I went full term with her. I gave birth to her. No problem. You know, like, right. Right. There was no issues there. Yeah. She was big. And I don't <laughs> want to do that again, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I will like, you know, and it was just like from day one, it's been like, Oh, you know, we should try to do this. And I, it's, I've really had to be like, no, like that's the last thing I want to do, you know? So I'm just planning on, um, sticking to my guns, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really just, you know, this is what I want that I know that I can do it, you know, but I've heard really good things about the nurses, especially at this hospital, um, mm-hmm. being really, so you know the nurses do a lot more of the work and they're with you a lot more than the actual oh
0: definitely are, you know? definitely yeah, that's so coming, true
1: they pick their head and
0: like, yeah when the baby's like yeah. on its way out yeah exactly. <laughs> like thanks for all your help <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you get that good look i mean labor and delivery nurses are just the best really, <laughs> they really
1: are i've Always had good experiences. I've had different ones every time, of course, but mm-hmm. like they've always been just so good and attentive, and just there for you when you need them, and good to you know give you suggestions even when you're not having natural labor. I think I use the peanut yeah. ball the same way with my second baby as I did with my last one,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: magical. Like I don't know what it is about that stupid peanut ball, but it helped me dilate with my second baby too. Oh um, wow! Yeah, it's the peanut ball on your side. With it in between your legs and just holding that space open, just really, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> clearly
0: know. worked. Yeah, clearly worked. Time, for you. Yeah,
1: clearly worked, especially with my third, because she was just ready to go. I was, I'm, I'm still, am like, wow, I can't believe that it just my, and it was so sad because my mom, of course she left mm-hmm. to go get the hotel, she walked back in the room like maybe two minutes after I had my third baby. Oh so my she gosh it but so close. Like the doctor was still in there trying to like get the placenta
0: out <laughs> oh <laughs> no
1: in, and she could not believe that she missed it and I'm like I can't believe that you missed it either it, was, it did not take that long.
0: <laughs> well next time she's just gonna have to stay in the room the you entire day exactly it's like don't leave because you might <laughs> <leave>. <laughs> we don't know yeah we don't know That's yeah definitely thing. like I guess like not getting checked I mean for you especially yeah um, because it, yeah, like sometimes it's nice to know, but other times, yeah. like when it's like that situation where I, I mean, it always can change in an instant, basically. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: And I use that as an example or like encouragement to ladies too that are like, oh, I got checked at my doctor's appointment and I'm still closed and I'm 40, you know, 40 weeks. And I'm like, listen, it could happen. Like I had by the time that from the time the doctor said, oh, you're closed and high, it'll probably be, you know, a while before you go into labor. It was less than 24 hours that mm-hmm. she was like in my arms and, yeah. and stuff. So it's, it's like your body is, is not like this crystal ball thing. Like right. your dilation is not going to tell you when your baby's going to come. Like it could be
0: definitely. Day. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So what was your recovery like?
1: Um, with all of them, it was actually really easy. The last one, definitely without the epidural or having the catheter and things like that, it felt so much easier. Like I was ready to get up and walk around like right after I had her, you know,
0: like, yeah, I know it's so crazy. Good. It's yeah. crazy how, how different you feel. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's like, you're just more with it. You're more alert and just yeah. ready to like actually take care I'm of ready. the baby. I'm, yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not
1: groggy. you know, mm-hmm. of course you're tired, but it's like, you're not, I'm not, like, in this space where I'm, like, oh, like, I can't do this. You know, mm-hmm. I can't get up and walk to the bathroom. Like, you're not shaky mm-hmm. and everything like that. But after I had her, I was, like, man, like, I can get up and, <laughs> like, do stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, I, mean, I know. That's it's so true. Unreal. Unreal feeling. Um, yeah. But it was definitely good. And I just can't wait. I'm excited to do it again. I'm we're thinking that this is our last baby. He was also a surprise, so <laughs> <laughs> after my after having the first two so close together I was like I am never having them this close together again and then I've had two surprise babies that have like consecutively gotten closer
0: (laughs) oh my gosh how far apart will these two be um they'll
1: be my let's see my youngest right now is 18 months so she'll probably be like 21 months when the new baby gets here
0: yeah yeah that is pretty close and I
1: think (laughs) I think her sister, or like my second and third, I think they're like twenty or twenty-one months apart too.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is that's a lot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is a lot. But it's it's pretty cool. My oldest two are pretty close, so they. Yeah, I mean that's up. the
0: that's the plus side <clears throat> is as they get older, it's like oh, it's so nice to see that. Yeah, it they're really
1: buddies. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that this little guy is a buddy to my to my third one because she is wild first off like she definitely has prepared me for a boy because she's just crazy Mm -hmm. but um but so I'm hoping that we'll be able to pair oh I'm I'm
0: sure they will I'm sure they will
1: so like a little tag along right now oh
0: yeah (laughs) that's so cute um so how can our listeners get in touch with you if they have any questions or anything
1: okay so I'm not (laughs) with like social media very much oh no <laughs> yeah i have i just start open an instagram but like there's literally i haven't done anything with it mm-hmm. um so probably the best is... <laughs> very old antiquated email. I can give you my email address if you need it.
0: I think, well, I have it. I'll link it in the show notes. That's what we'll do. So if anybody has any, anything to, you know, reach out or if they live in Georgia and they have questions for you, or are you still in Georgia now? Yeah, Yeah, we are.
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. We just moved to a different part of Georgia, a little bit farther out of the city. Thank goodness.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. Well, if anybody has questions for you, um, we'll yeah, we'll link your email address in the show notes.
1: Please. Yes. I love talking about having babies.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know. I think everyone on this podcast is always like, Yes. Anyone can message oh, me or email me, please. I love to talk about birth. Exactly.
1: It's so weird.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. Up it's like, baby's
1: like, oh, I can talk to anybody about this. Yep. <laughs> if they want to hear about it or not.
0: <laughs> exactly. I know. I go out with my friends. I'm like, so tell me your birth story. And I'm like, yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> and then when they only hit on like a couple of details, I'm like, I, I'm going to need some more than this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories and best of luck with your next birth and maybe we can have you back on to tell that one
1: yeah I would love to I'll definitely reach out to you guys once that time
0: thank you so much for listening we really hope that you are enjoying the podcast and if you are please leave us a rating and review we would really appreciate it and don't forget to follow along on- like those designs and yeah until next time